Hey everybody, welcome to the Third Deck Lounge podcast. Today we have Peter Latore here with us today talking about uh, boxing and his uh, climb just going up through that and how he got into it. And dude, like, welcome to the podcast. I think this is going to be a really, really cool conversation, man. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate you having me on, man. It's uh, it's it's an honor, honestly. Yeah. Because, uh, I think what you're doing with uh with with social media and this podcast now, I think it's uh it's 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 such a crucial point, like for for us to have this outlet, you know. Yeah, I think it's cool because uh with this, like a lot of the thoughts that people have, they're they're gonna be listening to these podcasts and they're gonna be like, shit, dude, I think these same things. I think yep. that's gonna be really cool, dude. Um, I've already had people messaging me about that shit. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, man. But so, so I remember we talked a little bit uh, before, and you were telling me about how when you first got out, you were kind of lost for a little bit before you you found your passion for for boxing. Shit, yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I'll start from the top. So, uh, I've always been into boxing. You know, um, my uh, my cousin was doing a little bit of boxing here and there. You know, he was in and out of this boxing gym. Uh, over here in Long Island, New York, where I'm from, called Westbury Boxing Club. And uh, before I joined the Marine Corps, he used to bring me around over there. And, uh, you know, I dabbled a little bit in boxing, nothing crazy. Um, and then when I joined the Marine Corps, you know, we had a lot of fucking downtime. So, uh, you know, I, I started doing a little bit of boxing, you know, in ITB. You know, there's always that one day that we pull out the gloves and we're in the squad bay and we're throwing hands. So I used to, you know, get some boxing in men. And when I hit the fleet, you know, got a sent over to three, six, um, you know, I connected with some other guys that were into boxing, you know, Eric Nolan, you know, uh, the MMA fighter, uh, me and him used to throw on gloves and we used to fucking fight. No and, way. Uh, you guys actually used to just Eric. spar with each other. Dude, I swear, man, listen, me, Eric and, uh, Destin Lawson, dude, we used to just put on gloves and in the middle of the night we would just start fucking fighting and we would just, you know, uh, just, I don't know, man. It was, I didn't it know was that. I didn't know you guys knew each it. other. That's fucking yeah, sick. Dude, no mouthpiece or nothing. Just, just, just squaring <laughs> up in the squat. Dude, I no thought of and... like watching your guys' fights and shit, dude. I'm literally sitting there. I'm like freaking out, dude. Just like fucking fanning out about it. And I was like, dude. I was like, dude. These guys were in three six. Like, like these were fucking like our seniors. I was like, I'm watching yeah. them on TV, bro. This is fucking sick. <laughs> They're knocking it, people the fuck out, dude. They're fucking badass, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Me and Eric would talk about it, man. Like, and then you know, when we went on our first deployment, me and Eric used to, uh, you know, we would go down. We, our first uh, deployment was the twenty fourth Mew, and on ship, there's nothing to do but, you know, lift weights, work out, eat at the chow hall and shit. So we'd go down to the well deck, and there, we'd lay out these mats, and we would roll, we would do some boxing. So we always stayed active. Um, and then you know, uh, unfortunately, I didn't really get to experience the actual experience I wanted from the Marine Corps infantry, which was to fucking kick down doors and slay bodies. That it's that mm -hmm. simple. No one joins the fucking infantry to to sit around and twiddle your thumbs in the barracks room, you know. So um, definitely, you know, fast forwarding uh, a couple more years when I got out of the Marine Corps, you know, I I had this like black hole that I, you know, like a void in me that I was just like, man, like. I fucking did all this work. I did these, these, all this training. I went to these advanced schools and I literally didn't even get to see fucking combat, man. And, you know, it ate at me every single day, dude. You know, when I first few months getting home from, uh, from the Marine Corps, I was, you know, and my, my parents are divorced. So, and, you know, I, I'm very grateful that they took me in, you know, they were there for me to put a roof over my head, but you know, I was pretty lost, man. I would spend a couple of nights at my mom's house, sleeping on the sofa and then I'd go to my dad's house, sleep on the sofa. Um, and then eventually I moved in full time with him and, you know, I didn't have a mattress at the time. So I was just sleeping on the floor or sleeping on the fucking sofa, man. And, uh, I was fucking, I was lost, man. I was down, you know, I was trying to figure things out with, uh, with, um, you know, the GI bill, you know, cause I wanted to go to school and I was trying to get my disability. So, you know, there was just a, a solid two or three months where I was just like, like a fucking chicken with no head, man. Like I just, I had no direction. I just didn't know what the fuck to do, you know? And yeah, I was man. In a dark place. Yeah. So um, I kind of wonder like, um, so, so obviously like while you were in the Marine Corps, you were boxing and stuff, but what made you want to like try and pursue that like professionally? Um, once I guess, cause like, yeah, you, like you talked about how you were lost and stuff. So what, I guess at what point did, did you decide on that? 
and like what caused you to um honestly man there is there's a guy named jamel herring and he's uh he's actually a pro uh uh professional boxer uh he's actually a world champion right now in his weight class uh and he was actually a marine and he's a two-time iraq vet and uh he was on the marine corps boxing team as well and um i i followed him for the longest time you know since i joined the marine corps and i just always looked up to him and i'm just like man this fucking guy you know he he went to hell and back you know and he was able to get out of the Marine Corps and still find something that filled that void, you know, and he was right. able to dedicate himself uh, to boxing and kind of like put the Marine Corps on the fucking map. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we're, we're the smallest branch out of the military uh, in our country. And um, I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be that. Like when people thought of the Marine Corps, I wanted them to think of, Peter Lathory, the fucking boxer, you know what I'm saying? Right, Future yeah. Champion and whatnot. Um, and I, I mean, and then plain and simple, I love to punch people. I mean, I'll be <laughs> honest. I, I love it. It, it feels really good smashing people's faces in, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's fucking crazy, dude. I always wondered, like, um, just, just like the feeling you have when you're in the ring of like going up against somebody that, you know, like has the full intention of just beating the fucking piss out of you and just like how you handle that stress uh i i kind of or is there like not any stress like i don't know that's what that's what i want to know about so i'll be completely honest um like i i get right before a fight i get a lot of anxiety like i i basically am going through an anxiety attack the whole time up until I get into the ring, um, you know, and I don't fear no man. I am afraid of snakes and sharks, but I fear <laughs> no man. Like I will stand in front of anyone and fight them, you know, but I, I'll admit that I do get, there is a little bit of uh, like, I get scared in a way because this guy's standing in front of you and he wants to knock you out. And you know, my, my fiance's in the crowd, my dad, my mom, right, my siblings, yeah. my friends, That's gonna... a bunch of people here watching, dude. And yeah. I'm fucking sitting here in this ring, this eighteen foot ring, and the only person that can save me is the ref. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So there there's a little bit of a factor in there that I just I'm like, man, like this is it's it's scary. It's and, and anyone that says they're not fucking scared when they step into that octagon or ring, they're lying to you. Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet for a long time, and he even admitted he was scared when he fought. Because when you're scared, you fight for your fucking life, and that's yeah. one thing that I, I'm. I guess I'm good at, man. As soon as I I, I feel that that fear or, or or like I'm scared, I I kind of kick into like this fucking I don't know like overdrive, man. And I just I fight for my life, and I just I don't stop until they're down on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's it almost feels. Uh, I mean, it almost seems like. Uh... You just get this huge like adrenaline rush and like yeah like do, do you have like like once he's like hey all right yeah start fighting do you just like get into this spot where like everything just kind of fades um into the background you're just super focused so uh tomorrow will be my 11th fight um and the more fights i get uh the more i'm able to kind of relax but i would say up until up until my last fight, usually the first round is like just an adrenaline dump and I'm just like seeing black and I just want to fucking hurt them, you know, but mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's not how you're going to win every fight. So I'm kind of teaching myself to stay calm and kind of, you know, process what's happening because, you know, the first round is, is probably the most, it's just as important as the last round. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that first round, I can't just go out there and, you know, just be emotional and have that adrenaline dump. Cause I have to, you know, number one, save some energy in the tank for the other two rounds and, um, you know, kind of read my opponent, but, uh, yeah, man, dude, it's, really dump, man. yeah, dude, it's insane to me watching you guys do this shit. Cause I have to, I sit there and I'm like, dude, these guys have to be like, so like on a level of such incredible focus and clarity in the moment that it's like, like I couldn't even begin to comprehend it. Cause you guys like your reflexes are like, insane i almost wonder like what the timing is on that because it's not even like a fraction of a second you're reacting to just movements dude and it's so so crazy to me thanks bro yeah man i uh a a lot of it is uh a lot of it's training you know um but 
I, one thing that I do have is like a, like a natural instinct that just kind of kicks in. Like I fucking call it a spidey sense as corny as it sounds, but for some yeah, reason, man, like I just, I get these, these urges and these senses to, you know, move or throw a punch or, you know, kind of hold back. And I get these in such a fucking split of a second. And, you know, that split of a second is enough for me to move my head out of the way or land that punch on that opening it's, yeah. it's fucking, it, I can't even describe it. it it's it just, almost like an intuition. Happens. Yeah, you're just like yeah. kind of reading people. It's almost like a dance, like a very like... Yeah, yeah, is, man. Yeah, it's man. Chess, dude. It's crazy, dude. And so, um, it, it's crazy. So, you you said you're... So, uh, what was the name of that uh, master boxer or whatever, that like champ boxer you were talking about? Oh, oh uh, Jamel Herring. Yeah, so, so you... So he was like your role model, right? And then how did you really get into box? Like, did you walk into like a, a gym that, that did that? Or did you, like, where did you really start? So um, after we got home from Oki, I, uh, I found this gym called uh, Elmo's Boxing Gym. It's right outside of Camp Lejeune, literally like a 10-minute drive outside of the main gate. Um, and... Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Ricky uh, Ureste or Eric Ureste uh, no, from the company. Uh, he was boxing. He's an amateur fighter. He has a, a good amount of fights. You know, he hit me up and he's like, hey, man, there's this gym called Elmo's Boxing Club. You know, it's this uh, older, middle-aged Puerto Rican dude from Brooklyn, and he has a boxing gym, and he trains a lot of Marine Corps boxers and anyone that wants to go down there and train. And I'm like, fucking, fuck yeah. He's from Brooklyn, New York. He's Puerto Rican. This guy might be my uncle. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me... uh." pop out there and i ended up uh going there and i signed up for a month because that's how long i had left in the marine corps so i'm like fuck it man let me just get some training in now and uh so by the time i get home you know i'll be in somewhat of boxing shape so if i step into a gym i could you know i can handle myself right. so i trained at elmo's for that month um elmo dude in anyone listening uh fucking if you want to get into boxing or striking in general self-defense go to elmo's boxing club because he knows his shit I promise you. And there's a lot of good dudes there, a lot of good fighters, a lot of good people. You know, you'll you'll meet some really good dudes and you'll train your ass off. And it's really about the people you're around, you know, because if you're pushing each other, same thing in the infantry, bro. You got to be around people that are fucking on the same mission. You guys right. got to be level-headed, you know. So definitely check out Elmo's Boxing Club, you know. That'll be a different uh, combo. So, yeah, so I fucked around there, uh, you know, did some sparring, got beat up by some Marine Corps boxers, got fucking <laughs> got my ass beat a lot of times. Uh, and then I got home, um, and my friend's Isaiah, which he's a pro fighter now, uh, he has two wins, one knockout, he's up and coming. Uh, he hit me up, and he's like, hey, man, if you want to come down to my gym and meet my coach, you know, I can get you, uh, you know, put in the, in the right direction if you want to go amateur. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. So, you know, next day rolls around, and uh, I show up at Westbury Boxing Club, which is in Long Island, New York. It's a nonprofit organization gym, so it's a... Uh, meant for at risk at risk youth you know taking kids off the streets so um you know big fan of that um i showed up there and i met this guy named coach joe which is my current coach now and uh he was like what's up man what's your name i'm like my name is peter he's like so uh what are you doing here i'm like i want to be a fucking amateur boxer i want to fight he was like all right man you want to you want to do some sparring today and i'm like fuck it yeah i'm not going to turn down sparring so i ended up doing seven rounds with my friend isaiah and my friend Justin, which were two very, very good boxers, and they whooped my fucking ass, but I held my own. And after that happened, uh, Coach Joe was like, hey, man, like, do you have any experience boxing? And I'm like, I mean, I don't have any fights, and I, I, you know, I spar here and there, nothing crazy. He goes, man, if you want to fight, like, this is your fucking home now. So pretty much from that day, which was, like I was saying earlier, that dark time where I, I was fucking lost. You know, I, I, I met coach Joe and it almost just felt like, you know, like it was destined to be, you know, it's like, I, yeah. I found that fucking light. That's and, awesome, uh, man. It, it, and honestly, man, it, it saved my life. It really fucking did. Yeah. Cause, um, I've been, these last couple of interviews have been hitting on that a lot. Like finding, uh, something when you're getting out because like people likely, like you said, just get into that dark spot where they're just like, questioning like who they really are and like what you know like everything like their their entire lives because it's like they get out yeah. and then it's like you're kind of lost for a little bit sometimes 
and yeah like like you said like sometimes like fate just plays out and it's like shit like that is fucking so cool though dude that's awesome man um so so i guess so you just kept training and training from there and then did you yeah man i uh i i kind of that was where my life started to change um i had my uh fiance at the time moving up from virginia uh, she was gonna, you know, her and I, uh, ended up getting a two bedroom apartment in, uh, in Long Island, you know? So, um, that was where my life started to change. I started to, uh, you know, live that fighter lifestyle. I slowly started getting into, you know, the lifestyle of, you know, fighting and having to, you know, be proper, you know, be in condition. So, you know, running every fucking day, which I absolutely hated running in the Marine Corps. And now I'm here fucking running. Do I run like three to six miles a day? I've wow. done a 23 mile run. I've done a 15 mile run. I've done an 11 mile run. Like I'm, I'm just like, I'm running all the time now. And it's funny. Cause if you talk to anyone that I served with, they're like, dude, this fucking guy hated running, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking, I haven't ran myself since like, I don't even know, like before I fucking got out and that like before, probably during deployment. No, 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 not even probably like before <laughs> Norway. That was probably the last time I ran, dude. Dude, in running, I, I just felt like running in the Marine Corps was just so miserable because, like, you got one dude next to you that's falling out. The dude in front of you is running fucking 10 miles per hour faster than you are. The squad leader's 30 yards down the field. Like, <laughs> so it was just, it, it never was enjoyable running. But, you know, once you, uh, once you kind of find the way you like to run, you know, if you like a faster pace, a slower pace, if you listen to podcasts, if you listen to music, if you don't listen to anything, which I think is super important because when you run without any music or anything, you're just, it's just you and fucking nature, man. You yeah. really find yourself, you really, you know, dig deep into your thoughts and kind of, you know, I like to think of your brain as like a fucking, a uh, you know, a filing cabinet and you got to really yeah. organize your shit here and there, you know? Yeah, I kind of uh that's kind of like an outlet sometimes. Um myself like I when I go for a run, like I always took my team out for a run most of the time just cuz I didn't want to do some like nut ass shit. I just wanted to fucking <laughs> I just wanted to do PT, do something and then, you know, go on with the rest of the day and you know, sometimes I'd be playing music like just fucking, you know, like old school shit and like right. Tupac and fucking, you know, Biggie and I'd be sitting there and I wouldn't really even be talking to them. I'd just be kind of running and I'd just be like, you know, thinking about my where I'm at with my life too. And even on like drives sometimes, like when I'm driving around, I wouldn't even be playing music. I'd just be sitting there, you know, thinking about stuff, just kind of like, um, you know, like clean, like, I don't even know, like just figuring things out so I was more at peace with everything, yeah. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that in some way. <laughs> Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Silence is needed sometimes, man. It really is, dude. Um, do you um, you know what I'm wondering? Do you do do you meditate? Um, I I've tried it. You know, I I've done it here and there. Uh, usually when I do meditate, I don't meditate often, but when I do, it's usually before a fight. It depends on where I'm. Yeah, at I was gonna say because I I've always yeah. heard that's a bigger thing with like boxers. Or even yeah. like like any type of like professional fighting, and you're just kind of like finding that like zen, that like peace and like focus. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, I I didn't do it for my last fight, but uh, the fight before that, my uh, my ninth fight, I I did meditate before. Um, nothing crazy, you know. I just kind of just focused on my breathing and kind of just just tried to relax myself because like i said man there's just a lot of anxiety that goes into it um yeah you know i i i have so much going through my head sometimes i even dream of the fight before it happens you know i dream i get knocked out or i dream that i knock i knock the dude out or it, it's so it, it the meditating definitely uh puts me at peace and definitely relaxes me uh prior to yeah man you know, fight day yeah, I'm sure that's like probably a crazy amount of stress you kind of like put on yourself because like you just you you like you need those wins. Um, yeah, man, definitely. How, uh, what's your amateur level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your record right now, man? Uh, so I have ten fights. Yeah, ten fights. I have nine wins. I have one loss. That's incredible. Um, 
Thanks, man. Yeah, dude, that's uh, actually like fucking incredible, dude. Every time I see <laughs> videos from you, dude, you're always knocking someone the fuck out. And I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, if anybody ever pisses this guy off in real life, they are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. But that's actually funny you bring that up because I'm like the last person that would try to fucking. Dude, me in a street fight is, is it's it's it never happens, man. I'm uh, I'm a goofy person, bro. I I like I like to have fun. I like to be friends with everyone. I like to be you know, you know I like to be a class clown. I like to make people happy and make people laugh around me, um, you know. But if someone does fuck with me, then of course I would have right, to get a business. Right. But I'll, I'll 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 walk away before anything, man. Fight yeah, dude. Just... And and what goes so so you know we. People always see all these fighters, boxers, UFC fighters, but like, and they're all fighting in the ring and dishing it out and shit. But like, a lot of the times, people really don't realize like what goes into preparing for that. I kind of wanted to like just hear you talk about that, like all the training and stuff, like everything that goes on in the background leading up the fights. Shit, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's like a whole thing. Yeah, man. That's that's ninety nine percent of the game. Um, you know, it's like what you said, it's, it's behind the curtains, behind the scenes. It's what no one sees. And it's, it's what no one will, will ever understand until you go through it, man, between, you know, the diet leading up to the fight, you know, conditioning, uh, it's, it's, it, it really drains you mentally, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm currently right now, nutrition wise, I have to eat, you know, between four to six meals a day, you know, not, no, nothing really big, but I try to, I try to hit around 1800 calories. Um, you know, I, I weigh out my food because I'm trying to get the proper amount of uh, carbohydrates and proteins and healthy fats. And, you know, I have to hydrate myself every single day because I'm working out two, three times a day, you know? So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I have, uh, I go on my runs, you know, either early, early in the morning or right before I go to sleep because I like to run on an empty stomach. Um, I have a personal trainer, shout out Coach Noso, you know, took me under his wing. Um, you know, he's my strength conditioning coach. We fucking, we put in that work, man. You know, for a while during COVID, you know, when the world stopped, we fucking, we just got started, bro. We were working out three times a week, uh, you know, just focusing on, you know, not, you know, not lifting weights, not, you know, bench and squat and deadlift. No disrespect to anyone that, that does, you know, strongman or powerlifting or anything, you know, but just for boxing, you, you yeah, know, that, just, that's not the things you got to yeah, do. Yeah, it's a whole different, yeah. whole different yeah, thing. Man. We, we, we focus on, you know, stability, you know, those stabilizer muscles, those little muscles that people don't work out, you know, which are the most, the worst, most miserable workouts you will ever fucking do. Yeah. So, what, what's like, that like? What, like, uh, I don't know if it, like, I guess worst, worst one, like let's, let's hear like what kind of workouts do you do for the, the worst ones? Okay. So for, uh, <laughs> so my coach, uh, coach Noso, he fucking, he took this resist band, right? I'm pretty sure it was either the purple or the black resist band, those big ones that, you know, they're one of the strongest ones. And he puts it around my waist. He puts uh, two and a half pounds around my ankles, ankle weights. And he puts uh, either, I think they're eight pound dumbbells or five pound dumbbells. I'm not sure. He puts those in my hands and he goes, all right, now shadow box. So I'm sitting there shadow boxing with all this weight on me and he's pulling me in different directions. And we go for three minutes, which is the amount of time that I'm going to be fighting for. Um, and, dude, that shit is miserable. And, like, he knows I'm tired. And he knows that anyone would be tired doing it. But he's like, stop being fucking weak. This guy's fucking you up right now. He's beating you. He's getting energy right now. You're tired. You want to fucking lose? And it just pisses me off. And I just go fucking harder. We we go ballistic, man. And we're doing this shit at like seven o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, like where there's no fucking there's no chill. Yeah, whatsoever. I was gonna I was gonna ask you, um, yeah, like what kind what time do you wake up every day doing this like training for this? Cause this is like this isn't even just um like a nine to five kind of thing. This is like this is your entire like life, like every aspect of your daily life is just preparing for fights and shit. Yeah, man. And uh so I usually start my mornings around uh, six o'clock in the morning. You know, I try to get a small breakfast in me. So I'll have like a little bowl of oatmeal with some fruits um, and I'll either go on a run or I'll go to the gym and, you know, do some core stability work. And then I go to my personal training session. Uh, and then once I get done with that, uh, you know, first or second workout, it's already was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. Then I have school. So <laughs> I was telling you about this, um, how I'm taking like uh, six, 16 credits right now 
uh, really? so I'm five classes. Yeah, man. So I'm taking five Damn. fucking classes right now. Yeah, so when that's I'm not a whole training. <laughs> when yeah. I'm not training, I'm at school, dude. Dude, you know, and what? I'm, I'm... actually, I honestly, I don't remember you mentioning that to me that you were in school. That's insane. <laughs> and you're juggling all this at the same time, dude. I'm okay. So I'm in school because I got out, you know, months and months ago, and um, I'm in school now, and it's it's uh, it it's crazy juggling. Um, just all this and then like doing trying to do like selling merchandise and shit like th th just getting cool shit out to you guys and um, You know, that's kind of crazy for me because I'm like doing all these fucking things all the time and like dude I can't even imagine your fucking work schedule. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. That's yeah. insane, I mean, man Yeah, man, uh, it, it's a little tough like being able to balance everything. I'm I'm I've been in school for about a month now and I'm still trying to figure out that balance. Uh, it's, it's really tough, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm handling it, you know, I'm doing what I can. Uh, you know, once, once I get out of class in between classes, I'll, uh, I drive straight to my boxing gym, which is pretty close to my school. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, so as soon as I'm done with school, I shoot over to the gym, I get my workout in, I'll either spar or do some, you know, one-on-one -on -one work. I'll hit mitts with, you know, my coaches or I'll, I'll uh, do some bag work or something. And once I'm done with that workout, I, I shoot back home, I shower, I get some food in me, and then I shoot back over to school. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, once I'm done with school, I finish. So my days are around, uh, you know, from about 6 o'clock in the morning to about 7.30 at night. And then I get home and then, you know, I kick it with my fiance. You know, we eat dinner, we chill, watch some TV, I get some schoolwork done, and then go to bed and fucking repeat the process man that's about six days of the week damn dude so so yeah and that's another thing i want to ask you is is do you ever take like a day off where you relax or anything or are you always just constantly going my day off is a lot different than other people's day off so my day off would be like a day where i could just i could just go for a run and then you know stay home and and sit on the couch and, you know, do homework. That's, that's my day off. Yeah. I don't really have like a day where I could just, uh, relax. Cause you know, if I'm not, if I'm not doing schoolwork or I'm in school, I'm at the gym. If I'm not at the gym, you know, I'm at work also. I, I work one day a week at the, at the shooting range over here, uh, in Long Island. Um, so even those days, you know, I, I'm trying not to get shot in the face by people. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I, I try to take I try to take as much time off as I get, but um, like I said, I'm still trying to find the balance, man. You know, it's 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 pretty difficult, but uh, at the same time, I feel like I may have bit off a little bit more than I could chew, which is uh, mm -hmm. super important because you know I learn from it, and then you know next semester I won't take 16 fucking credits for right, the right. <laughs> yeah while I'm, while I'm fighting in a New York state tournament <laughs> yeah man it's it's kind of crazy too cuz like nobody really ever talks about this but um I didn't know this until I actually looked it up but if you actually drop classes uh you have to pay the VA back yeah yeah, yeah I didn't if, I didn't know that them, yeah if you drop them or if you fail them, obviously uh, I think I think you can fail it. I think if you I think when you drop it, that's when you have to uh, pay them back. I'm not that's entirely it. sure, but I'm pretty sure it's just when you drop it. Oh, okay. okay. But I may be wrong. I, I'd I'd have to look it up. But oh, that's yeah, insane, you do not dude. Want to pay them back? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that shit is heinous, dude. The college is fucking insane in this country. Um, but that's <laughs> crazy, dude. You have like a heinous schedule. Um. Yeah, Oh, dude, I'm just trying to sit here and think of like all the questions and stuff I always, I always had, <laughs> man. Um, so, so from where you're at right now, how far are you from like really going pro? Cause like, cause you're getting a ton of fights in. I'm sure you're starting to get like actually noticed. Yeah, man. So, uh, I've actually, I was sitting down with my fiance the other day and we were, and we were thinking like, how many fights have I had, uh, in the past, you know, five months and. I've had eight fights in the past five months and tomorrow is going to make nine. So nine fights in five months. Um, you know, I, I won uh, a few months ago, I won the New York state tournament at 152 pounds. So that kind of, uh, you know, gave me a little bit of uh, something to put under my belt, a little bit of a resume, right, building up right. a resume. Um, Congratulations I, on that, by the way. 
Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Um, tomorrow, actually, I'm I'm in the semifinals for another New York State tournament, so I'm planning on, you know, I am going to win this one back-to-back. So, <laughs> yeah, um, dude. But uh, once I, I win this tournament, um, pretty much I get to – I get to go down and fight in the nationals, which is going to be in Louisiana this year in December. So, um, you know, the plan really is to, to, you know, see where I'm at on the national level, you know, um, depending on how I perform, uh, in nationals. And, uh, you know, if, if I do great and they offer me a spot on the Olympic team and I'm able to fight in the Olympics, you know, that's, that's a huge goal of mine. Um, I'm kind of taking everything one day at a time. My coach and I like to say one round at a time because mm-hmm. you, know, you never know what can happen tomorrow. Right, but, uh, right. I, I, uh, my main goal is to make it to the the Olympic team and fight in the Olympics and win a gold medal. Um, and then once that happens, you know, I, I I plan on going pro. So I would say in about you know three four years, I plan on going pro. Yeah. But for right now, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to get as many fights as I can, man. I'm just I'm fighting every other weekend. And I'm just, I'm just trying to learn. I'm just trying to be, I'm like a eager, eager student in this, in this, uh, in this. this yeah, man, you can, of, of I always see it like with your posts and stuff, like you're hungry, you want this so bad, <laughs> yeah. dude. And so I guess what, what, what I'm curious about now is do, do you, would you rather go the Olympic path or go like the pro path? Like, um, whatever whatever opportunity presents itself i'll uh i'll i'll take you know if uh, right right if if because like i said i'm in school right now and i i plan on you know getting my doctorates in psychology you know so that i'm going to be in school for a long fucking time so right. you know being a pro fighter and you know working towards my 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 bachelor's my master's and my phd it's it's going to be pretty fucking heinous so i'm kind of just you know trying to just take it as, as it comes and if when i do find that balance if i'm able to to balance school and boxing at the same time and i want to make some money then i can go pro but um you know i would rather go the olympic route over going pro because you know i get international experience um and i get to represent our fucking country which you know what i'm saying how, how dope would it be to be yeah, like yeah man that'd I'm be fucking, fucking cool yeah, like dude. I was an Olympic boxer, man. Like some of the greatest fucking boxers of all time were Olympic boxers. Yeah, man, that's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, dude. I, I, that's that's really fucking cool. And um, you know, another thing I was wondering, man, is you know, over time, because you know, I think about like the infantry and the wear and tear on our bodies that that does, and then you know, going into something like what you're doing, where you're constantly fighting and even taking like even more abuse on it. And what I was kind of wondering is, like, do have you ever um, do you do a lot of like physical therapy or like how do you do that like preventative stuff? Because like maybe that could be even like shit that like the average dude could be doing that he's not even thinking of. Um. I took it upon myself to to really figure out what was going on in my body. So <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I, I have sciatica down both sides of my uh, of my hips. You know, I have a and and I what, forgot what, it, what, I'm, what was that? I'm sorry. Uh, what what's what's sciatica? I'm not really familiar with that. So sciatica. So there's the sciatic nerve that goes down uh, both sides of your legs. Um, and basically what happens is if your hips are uh, shifted or if you have like, you know, something going on with your spine where you have slipped disc or degenerative uh, disc disease, I believe it's called, um, you know, it could shift your the way that your your spine is in your hips. And basically what happens is it puts pressure on the sciatic nerve, which goes down both your left and right side of your legs. Um, and it's just fucking, you ever get like that crucial pain when you're in the car for a long time or where you're rucking yeah. and you just feel that pain that just shoots down from your, like your lower back hips, like down your leg. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's like sciatica. So it's, it's, um, you know, and I, a lot of grunts get that shit. So I had that and running every day doesn't help. Um, but I, you know, I, I found out that I had sciatica, so I took it upon myself to make sure I stretched every single day. Um, you know, I, I did these little exercises and these stretches to take care of my body. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you're not trying to 
figure out what's wrong with you and you're not trying to make yourself, you know, feel better than you're just going to, you, know, you can't like sit there and feel sorry for yourself. And I, I was that person for a long time. I'm like, man, my body hurts. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, but I never took the time to take care of myself. So it, uh, it really just came down to, you know, proper nutrition and, and stretching and recovery, you know, going to, uh, you know, taking ice baths and yeah, um, I was going to ask you about that. I'm sure you take a lot of those. Oh my God, bro. And it's, dude, it is so miserable, and, man. And for, for people who don't know what that really does for you, what, what, what is it like, like explain it a little bit for us. So I, I, I can't go like too like in depth with it, but I mean, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's freezing fucking cold and it just helps you recover better. Oh, it's okay. just the, the best way to help your whole body recover at once. Um, there's this other thing called like a, uh, cryotherapy, which is pretty much like, a, it's like a fucking, a chamber that you go into, uh, at these therapy places and they shoot like super, super cold temperature, uh, at you. It's not as cold as ice baths, but, um, it, it does the same thing. It just helps your body recover. Huh. So, it, uh, it pretty much just freezes the fuck out of you. Yeah. Um, you know, makes your fucking legs go numb and shit. The, the ice baths, it's once you do it, like you feel great. But while you're in there, man, you're just like, I don't want to be in here. Yeah, now. how long do you sit in there for? Probably longer than I'm supposed to. I googled <laughs> it one time, and I was in there, and I wasn't, I wasn't uh, taking time. And my fiance is like, she, she, my fiance is always there in the fucking behind the scenes, man. She's my ride or die. Shout out to her. <laughs> um, <laughs> she uh. She's like, you weren't recording the time? And I'm like, nah, I wasn't. She, so we started recording, and I stayed in. We figured out it was about seven minutes that I was in there already, and then I stayed in there for an additional 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, which definitely I do not recommend. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the average time is around like seven to ten minutes you should be in there. Yeah. And <laughs> I was in there for a long time. What uh, What's the temperature at usually? Is it like, like super crazy, like, I don't know, like I, single digits? I'm not sure, man. I, yeah. I really don't. I never took the temperature, but what I do is I take like this uh, trash can and I put about maybe about 15 bags of ice in it and I fill it up with water. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you go imagine how fucking cold that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember when we did the polar plunge in Norway, um, we were only in there for like probably less than like five seconds each unless you fucking couldn't figure out how to get out of the fucking thing. But, um, <laughs> dude, that shit sucked, bro. Oh, my. They told us, because obviously we're in Norway in the winter, so it was, like, fucking negative whatever fucking temperature outside. And they were literally, they, the Norwegians, they were telling us, they were like, uh, yeah, the water is warmer than the air right now. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Because <laughs> I looked at, they, they were taking a chainsaw and cutting the fucking hole in the ice. And, um... I was just sitting there. I'm like, there's fucking that water is cold. That does not look warm. You're describing this as warm. That is cold. That is very cold. And fucking dude, I <laughs> swear crazy. to God, when I jumped in this fucking shit, oh my god. At first it wasn't bad. And then it hits you, dude. Like a fucking I don't even know. Like my whole body just hurts. locked up. Yeah, yeah. It hurts, like... My whole body just like locked up. It was insane, <laughs> man. Oh my god. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I did feel a little bit, uh, refreshed though when I got out and like yeah, I was warm back up. Yeah. I did feel a little, I didn't feel refreshed. Yeah. Your body needs that, man. Like you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You need to put yourself in freezing fucking cold temperatures So you're not only like your body can recover, but like mentally, like you're like, Oh, like you get humbled in a way you're like, Oh fuck man. Like I didn't like that. <laughs> like yeah. You need to be in those situations where you're uncomfortable because that's how you grow in a way. Right, you know right. Saying? Yeah. You kind of find out who you are or yeah, like what you're made of, really. Absolutely. Um, and when you're doing all these stretches, did you have to like get a trainer to like show you them or did you like look them up or like, because I, I imagine you got to be doing some heinous stretches, doing like all kind, get, you know, taking blows you know, to the, to the fucking whatever, like, um, fucking everywhere. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm sure you probably know all kinds of stretches and stuff, man. Like, where did you like go to learn all those? Uh, dude, as simple as just 
looking it up on YouTube, man. It's <laughs> YouTube is everything, bro. We we live in such a fucking crazy time where you could yeah you could build a house off of YouTube, right? Yeah, you bro. Off YouTube, so you know if you you know anyone listening, like if you have any sort of issue, you know if you don't want to reach out to anyone or, or, or find a physical therapist or something, you could just YouTube like, Hey, literally just type into Google. Like my arm doesn't go past 90 degrees or some shit. Like, and then you could find videos on YouTube that show you how to help that, you know, or yeah, I have pain in my, in my lower back. And then that's kind of surprising. I do. Cause I thought, um, I thought maybe your coach or your trainer would have known like, uh, or whatever you call it would have known like, all these different kinds of like stretches and stuff. That's kind of surprises me that you uh, just use YouTube. And that's kind of cool though, because, um, you know, a lot of dudes get all these crazy, crazy injuries. And sometimes it's like random injuries too. And, um, you know, thinking, thinking of that, it's like, like such a, you know, like YouTube, you know, something that's like constantly in our face, but we don't think like, Hey, why can't it, you know, why can't I type it in and see if, you know, someone else has had this same kind of pain. Um, it is crazy. Like you said, though, the, the internet's insane, man. You literally can go from knowing absolutely nothing to being like incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable on like whatever subject. Dude. I mean, and YouTube also is where I fucking, I learn a lot of the shit that I apply in the ring, man. Like I watch YouTube videos of other boxers. I watch technique videos and yeah, when I go to the gym, I just, I try it. I just do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, I get fucking hit really hard. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) Yeah, man. And, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Like what, uh, what, when you, I guess, go to learn about how to be a better boxer and shit like that. I guess you're like studying other videos from like, you know, dudes that made it. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, I, I found, I find, fighters that have a style that i i feel like i could emulate you know similar body type or you know uh similar athleticism because everyone's different you know right and i don't want to be like these fighters but i do want to take pieces of their game and apply it to my own you know i don't i don't want to be the guy that's like known as like oh yeah he fights like floyd or he fights like mike tyson like i want i want it to be like man that dude fights like fucking peter latore that dude fights like voodoo yeah, you know dude, that I'm sounds like a that that name, like your last name. It sounds like someone that would be like a like a famous fighter. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it sound it does though. It it has this like certain like uh, it just rolls off the tongue. Thanks, bro. Yeah, That's man. Cool. Yeah, it's, man, I, I hope to uh, I hope to fulfill that, man. I, dude, I, really I, I believe it. I, I really think you will, dude. I really think you will, man. Um, yeah, you you have like such an incredible drive and um. And like, just like, you just, you want this dude. I can tell, man. I really do, man. I really do. I fucking, I dream about it. I think about it all day. Yeah. And this shit's like, and, and even like more so like dudes that are still in that, like, you know, have this like idea of like wanting to do the same type of thing. I'm sure you, you guys, like you, Nolan, all the other fighters, dude, that were like, that are vets out of like three, six. I'm sure you guys are like huge inspirations to them. You guys like, um, and probably you might might not even like know. I'm sure I'm I'm not sure if any of them anybody's ever like messaged you like, hey man, I want to be like you or shit like that. But dude, like like we we always talk about how like our junior dudes are always like um you know paying attention to everything we do and just kind of looking up to us and shit and maybe not um always looking up. I guess it varies person to person, but you know they're always observing. They're always they always see what you're doing, even when you get out. Like that doesn't stop. <clears throat> Yeah, man. Uh, my, just like you, my, my goal is to, you know, is to touch other vets and other active duty, you know, not only Marines, but, you know, servicemen and women. Like I, I want to be an example of, you know, we're, we're not just, you know, fucking, we're not just vets. You we're not just prior O3s or, you know, to really break it down like we're, we're not just fucking dumb grunts bro we can get out of the marine corps infantry and we can fucking apply ourselves to whatever we want and we can be great at whatever we want like it's a, i know it sounds corny man and i used to you know 
I used to say that motivation was corny and stuff, but dude, motivation is really what, what drives you and whatever you want to get accomplished. You have to be motivated. You have to have discipline. And we got that discipline. We got that motivation from the Marine Corps and we were all motivated at a certain point. We just have to find that motivation again. You know, even if you're in a really dark place, like you need to fucking dig deep. You need to grab your fucking nuts and be like, listen, man, Listen, I know this is going to sound corny, but I'm a fucking United States Marine, bro. I can overcome fucking anything. Dude, uh, honestly. I can adapt and overcome. Yeah, dude. I, I don't care what anybody says, dude. Like, when you're dealing with a bunch of problems right now, I find myself sitting here thinking this sometimes, dude. I'm sitting here. I'm like, dude, why can't I figure this the fuck out? Like, I was a fucking, you know, I was a Marine. I was fucking, you know, in charge of dudes and shit. Like, why why yeah. can't I? Yeah. Uh, I find myself sitting there thinking that sometimes. I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm sure everybody has that at one point or another. They're, like, kind of looking back on, like, you know, what they, like, the heinous shit they used to do. And yeah, then comparing man. it, they're like, why the fuck can't I figure out this, you know? Dude, yeah, you, we've always been, we've been through worse, bro. We've oh, yeah. We've been through worse. Like, Absolutely. Like, even though infantry didn't really set us up to work a nine-to-five job out in the civilian world, they did prepare us to to overcome adversity no matter what, man. Adapt and overcome. Like, you you, you really could figure it the fuck out, man. You just got to just gotta dig deep, bro. Yeah. You really got to dig deep. Yeah, dude. Um, and then I guess, uh, what else? Dude, I literally, I, I used to think of all these little questions and then I, I hate that I didn't <laughs> fucking write them down, man. Um, it's all good, homie. yeah, I guess how many hours are you really in the gym? Like every day? Is it like fucking, cause you, see, you got school, you got, you got, uh, boxing. So like, I guess, how do you like, like, I know you talk about, you like, it's a lot to fucking juggle, but like, how do you really like, so, and then like shit, like just enjoying yourself right like fucking free time and shit like like what do you do when you're not um when you're not doing all that like i guess i guess boxing would probably be like your thing though like i don't know it's it's my outlet definitely yeah um you know uh when i'm not in the gym you know i'll be in the gym for maybe an hour and a half <clears throat> two hours tops but when i'm not in the gym i'm watching i'm watching boxing you know, um, I'm thinking about boxing. Uh, you know, I'll be in school, in my class, taking notes, looking at the board, writing down notes, listening to my professor, and then thinking like, fuck, man, I should have threw my jab more. Like, or fuck, man, I should have moved my head and not got hit with that uppercut. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> your mind kind of um, just wanders. Yeah, dude. So, uh, but I mean, I, I, I try to find time here and there. Like I said, I'm still trying to balance everything. So, you know, not, not everything's going to be fucking... Yeah, man. Perfect, you know, and, go, go, go through tough times. And you talk, uh, yeah, realistic. yeah, man. And, and you talked about your fiance and like, how do you, I guess, so between that school and then boxing, I'm sure that dominates like majority of the day. Like, how do you, how do you juggle a relationship too on top of that? It's, it's definitely tough. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super, I'm, I'm super, super blessed and grateful to have like, uh, a really, really, really fucking good fucking woman. Uh, she, she really is like my fucking, my right hand. Like she's my ride or die. She, she got my back. She supports me. Um, you know, so she, she kind of deals with a lot of, like you said, the behind the scenes, she's always there behind the scenes for my weight cuts and for me, you know, like tonight, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to have a really big meal tonight, you know, so she's going to be here and watch me fucking suffer and bitch and moan and complain. Um, <laughs> she, she's just there with me man you know uh she she comes to every single one of my fights you know she's there for my wins she's there for my losses um she's been holding it down honestly bro you know sometimes we'll sit here and we're and i'm like yeah i gotta watch some boxing to make sure i'm watching film here and there and i'm like you want to watch some boxing with me she's like fuck yeah let's watch some boxing so i'm, I'm super grateful that she actually likes watching. yeah that's cool well. yeah 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 um, that's that's crazy to you, you meet someone so like perfect for you you know yeah, bro. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and then you said uh, you talked a little bit about your next fight. Um, and you said that's gonna be where again? So I'm fighting tomorrow in the uh, New York State Metros tournament, uh, which back in the day used to be called the Spanish Gloves. Just a little fun fact. Oh um, shit. But they changed the name. It's called uh, Metros now, New York Metros. So I'm gonna be fighting uh, in the semifinals in uh, Mount Vernon, uh, New York. 
and uh, it's going to be live streamed. So I'm actually going to be putting that live stream link in my bio on Instagram. Sweet, yeah. I will definitely fucking. Uh, I mean, by the time this is posted, it's going to be already out there. But yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll shoot that link out to everybody, man, so they can watch. Yeah, thanks, man. I, sh- I think the first fight's going to be around five o'clock. I got weigh-ins at three o'clock. Um, and then uh, and that's Eastern... I'm not sure when I'm going to be fighting on that card because they usually set up the they randomize like the bouts. So I'm not sure when I'm going to fight, but it starts around five o'clock. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And obviously that'd be Eastern time for anybody that's West yes. Coast listening. Yes, um, sir. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude, this is going to be cool seeing you fight. Um, what what are your plans for after this though? Like in going into the future. becoming a pro fighter hell yeah man that's uh, fucking sick I, I i really i plan on going pro and I, I i do see myself becoming a fucking world champion right. one day. Yeah. um I, do, do you have like a another fight planned after this or do you just kind of go one fight at a time so when i'm in tournaments uh the fights are back to back okay so, yeah so like i fought uh two weeks ago two Saturdays ago and I'm fighting this Saturday. And then after I, you know, take this guy's soul, um, <laughs> uh, the next fight's going to be the finals. So that finals fight should be two weeks from now. Um, so when it's tournaments, it's usually every week or every two weeks uh, I'll fight, uh, on the weekends. Um, and then, you know, we have like regular club shows, which will, you know, they set, uh, the, the, my state sets them up like, every weekend or every other weekend so it's basically whenever they're able to get a venue um they 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 hit up the different coaches different amateur fighters you know people from all over the tri-state area come people come up come over from chicago west coast people come from different countries to fight in new york man like really like the mecca for boxing in the amateurs man why is um, that is it just is there any specific reason or is it i just just new york city's just super diverse man so new, new york, york you guys are has... always trying to fucking find smoke everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> tins on that's it <laughs> <laughs> no uh i just uh, new york is just uh i don't know man we, we've had a lot of good uh good fighters come out of new york um people from all over the world i guess just come here to to see what you know what new york's about and we produce a lot of good fighters um and I'll, you know, it's yeah, just, man. Uh, that's 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 fucking cool though. That is really cool. Yeah, a lot of these dudes you do hear come out of uh, New York though. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, so okay, so here here's a question I have. Um, I guess all these questions were mine. I don't know why I said it like that, but um, <laughs> so what, I guess so obviously you talked about when you're in the barracks and then when you're out on deployment and you're just sparring with each other but like when you the first fight you had that was like actually like gonna be on your record when you had that win like you you'd won it what was it what did it feel like man my first fight was pretty surreal uh i had a I had a really, really, really good and strong support system there, which I'm super grateful for. I had about like maybe 40 to 50 people there. And it was in, uh, it was in Brooklyn at a uh, Gleason's gym, which is a gym that uh, a lot, a lot of fucking pro fighters, Mike Tyson fought out of Gleason's gym. Um, a lot of really, really good fighters fought out of Gleason's. I had my first fight there. So I had a lot of fucking, I had a lot of drive into that fight. Uh, that first fight, <laughs> I wasn't too technical, like boxing wise. I just kind of fought with emotion and anger and I smashed this guy. <laughs> and I remember like the, in the third round, the last 10 second bell uh, rung, like the 10 second warning. And I landed a clean right hand on this guy right in the jaw. And I, 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 uh, I stunned him and he fell back and he shook his head like, Nope, that didn't hurt me. And I looked at him, I dropped my hands. And I was like, I'm going to smash you now. And I ran <laughs> full speed at him. And I just, I threw about maybe 15 or 16 punches in like four seconds and the referee referee was like trying to stop the fight but she was so small like and she didn't want to get punched she like kind of hesitated and finally separated us jesus and and i remember just like walking over to my corner and seeing like my family and everyone just flipping out bro the place was fucking nuts and i just remember screaming like just like yeah scream like a warrior scream and i remember just like I felt like I was on top of the world, man. It felt fucking great. And I was yeah, like, I'm like, sure, man. That's fucking. 
Yeah, dude, that is incredible. And and what led like how much how much uh, I guess how many months of training went into preparing for that first fight? Uh, well, when we were in Okinawa, I was training. Oh, uh, so you were you were training like way before you even got out. Oh, like you yeah. you you knew this was what you were gonna do. Dude, uh, I'm telling you, man. Like, there's this saying that I like to say. Like, there's always someone out there training to kill you. And I was mm-hmm. that person because these dudes that I've fought like in the past year and a half, right? It, like out of the 10 dudes I fought, like they, they, they had no clue that I was finishing up my last deployment and I was in that, you know, like those McMap rooms in, uh, in Fuji and yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have like the mats and the heavy bag. Uh-huh. I was in there three hours a day hitting that thing nonstop, just trying to perfect my, my art. Like I was in there just in the in fucking code black just going nuts like just training like a motherfucker like so i didn't not till i got to new york and i stepped into my boxing gym and met my coach was then i started actually getting real training because like you could only do so much by yourself you know but having a coach that trains with you every single day and is able to teach you new things and help you find your balance and like you know observe you and watch you like my coach just a lot of the times he hits, uh, like we work mitts and we work paddles, but a lot of the times he's just watching me and he's telling me, you're doing this, you're doing that, fix this, fix that. And it's as simple as just, you know, putting a little bit more, more, more weight on my back foot than my lead foot that, uh, it's just little things like that, that you don't notice when you're training by yourself. So, yeah. um, but to answer your question, I got home from the military in, uh, in October of 2019, I had my first fight, uh, February, 2020. So was that three months three four months huh yeah that's that's crazy dude that's crazy but it's like you were that's even more though honestly with like how long you were preparing even in the when oh, you're yeah. still in when, when i was in okinawa definitely and yeah, the, dude dude. That I ended up, the dude i fought for my first fight had about five or six fights at the time and it was my first fight wow. so i guess he kind of thought he had the upper hand on yeah me, but... yeah kind of had that like complacency he had no clue that I was fucking training for that moment for months. <laughs> That's awesome, though, dude. It's just like, it's not even like something you kind of just do. This is like a really, really, really deep passion you have. Dude, I, I fuck with that, dude. It's fucking cool. Thanks, homie. Yeah, man. And then I guess on the the flip side of that is how did you... Because you, you did have one loss out of the, the 10 fights you've had. So how did you deal with that i guess that was like kind of a humbling experience almost for you beyond humbling man and listen the dude that i actually lost to uh is a guy his name is seth on the marine corps boxing team shout out steph um we actually had a new york metros versus marine corps boxing team and i had the privilege to share the ring with this guy named seth uh he's on the marine corps boxing team like i said and he uh he had a little bit more experience than me. It was my ninth fight. It was his 20th fight. And he just, he outworked me in the ring. You know, he, he landed a lot more punches than me. Um, I, I did get a couple good power shots in there, but it wasn't enough to, to sway the judges. So I lost via unanimous decision, but, uh, it was definitely a humbling experience, man. Like I, I literally, I had to drive an hour and a half back home from Staten Island in traffic. And the whole time I'm just sitting there like, man, like I fucking, I really just fucking lost. Like I really just, you know, I kind of felt sorry for myself, but then I kind of thought about it more and I'm like, yeah, but I fucking learned from that loss. Like I'm not going to act like a little bitch. Like fuck that shit, man. Like I got home and I fucking, I went for a run, dude. I went for a three mile run and my fiance actually joined me on that three mile run. We ran from my house to my dad's house, which is about two neighborhoods over from where I live. And you know, I, 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 it, it lit a fire in me that i didn't even know i fucking had so it kind of you know the loss was more of a lesson and it made me more hungry like i was like fuck that man like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and cry over something like i learned a lot from that fight you know a week later i went and i knocked someone out in the fucking second round like so right really right really drove me yeah man and that's that's an incredible thing i wanted to ask you about that i'm sure you spent that whole hour and a half just like analyzing every last second of that fight and thinking about everything and just like and it's not even like like a loss really because you you learned something from it and i remember when you snapped me about it and i I was like dude i was like i mean it was inevitable it was gonna you know at some point you know inevitably probably it was gonna happen but i was like dude like you know you you learned something from it man you know it's an experience it's part of it 
And you know, I, 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 I lost to the better man that night. That night, he was the better man, and I, I respect it. At the end of the day, like I went up to him, I shook his hand, I took a picture with him, and I said, "Like you taught me a lot, bro. Like I really appreciate this experience. But if I do see you again, uh, and we step into that ring and we fight, it's going to be different. I promise yeah. you." Yeah, man. <laughs> Every single day I train, I'm I'm training to get that back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. And that, it's it's such a like hunger I can see in you, and just like just from listening to you talk, dude. It's it's like it makes me look forward even more to like seeing you like five years from now, and just like okay. uh, I'm gonna be able to be like, yeah, I was I was an OG fan. I was there with I was there like, cheering for him when he was fucking <laughs> way back at the start. Because I know you and Nolan, no doubt in my mind, you guys are gonna go famous. They're going to go pro. It, that's yeah, the man. goal, man. I, and I, I really do hope that one day I can look out into the crowd and just see fucking L Street Mafia just flying that fucking flag, bro. And <laughs> That'd just be like something, man. A hundred fucking deep, bro. And, and I'm just, yeah, man. That 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 that's that'll be uh that's on my bucket list right there. Yeah, dude. Be able to fight in front of the boys, man. Yeah, bro. I, I promise you, I'll be there, man. Fucking uh, your debut. Then you go pro, bro. I promise, I'll be in that crowd. Fuck yeah. yeah. Can't wait, I got you, man. I promise. Um, I appreciate it. Fucking, um, but yeah, man, that about brings us to our time, dude. I really, really appreciate you coming onto the show, dude. We had this awesome conversation, bro. I've always, I can't wait to talk with Nolan, too. Dude, Fuck this is yeah. going to be fucking, yeah, man, I'm, I'm fucking best of luck to you tomorrow, too, man. I'll be fucking watching. It. I'll Thanks, be cheering bro, for I, you, man. I really appreciate you having me on here. And uh, for everyone listening, like, you know, go ahead and shoot me a follow on Instagram. I'll follow you back. Yeah, um, what's your handle, man? Uh, it's Voodoo Pete, no space. So just Voodoo and then Pete. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, man, shoot me a follow, and you know, we're we're I'm I'm here for you. Just like you know, we're we're always here for each other. We 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 keep each other float, man. You know, the boys are always going to be there for each other. So you know, I'm here if you guys ever need to hit me up. If you guys need advice, anything. Yeah, man. Well, uh, hey, dude, have a good night. And to everybody else, uh, have a good night. We'll see you guys uh, next time.